the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were suddenly given to the average American, the rich would have most of their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAleese, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. So start or supercharge your wealth-building plan now with Jim McAleese. Good morning, and welcome to Get Rich Slow. This is your money school for financial winners. Here we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans, plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Slow gives you solid financial strategies, strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, Please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Slow. I'm Jim McAleese, Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group Incorporated, which is a member of FINRA and CIPIC. Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, good morning. Welcome to Get Rich Slow. As I look out across the snow-covered field, I, I remember I, I, it is beautiful. They really are beautiful. The sun is shining here, and and uh, I just think I just look out there and look at this scene, and I think to myself, the start of spring is only a week away, and it's hard to imagine. But hey, March has always had a full spectrum of weather conditions. Cold and snowy one day, followed by a few warmer days, and then back to the cold again. You know, winter does not want to give up. It'll hold on as long as it can. I remember the years past when it would snow in May. So <laughs> I can I can see some green shoots outside my conference room window. I can't tell what they are yet. They're probably crocuses or, or daffodils. And even then, I'm looking forward to the spring when the, we see the crocuses, the daffodils, the tulips will all be here soon. And, uh, you know, the flowers are not. Let's get out. Let's find a time this weekend to get outside and uh, find out what's growing on out there. So I just uh, was out there a day, what was it, uh, Friday. And 
you know, one of my uh, uh, trees, one of my uh, small saplings. Uh, apparently, met a deer, so uh, the deer rubbed all its bark off for about a foot along its trunk. So I've got uh, some deer problems out there too. Well, and who knows? Maybe wandering around the backyard, uh, we'll find a leprechaun. That would be a stroke of luck because Thursday is St. Patrick's Day. And uh, St. Patrick's Day is the day when the Irish celebrate and all of our adopted friends come to the party, too. Every one of us has a lot of reasons to celebrate, and maybe we could even find a leprechaun's pot of gold. And another thing to remember this week, daylight saving time starts this weekend. So, Saturday night, Remember to set the clock forward by an hour. Uh, remember that old saying, spring forward and fall back. This means that we'll miss an hour of sleep, but you'll be at church on time. And returning to our leprechaun, if we don't find that pot of gold, we can work on our financial plan so that we can make some gold of our own. This week, the distraction of the... Uh, Modern European nation Ukraine continues, and uh, with Russia committing armor, uh, army and air force uh, to the destruction of uh, both civilian and military targets. Uh, two million people have already fled as the military conflict escalates and civilian casualties grow day after day. Uh, there's a lesson here, and I think a lesson that we all should take is that nations have to be prepared to defend themselves. We can't rely upon alliances and the good goodwill of others and uh, for a feeling of safety. And uh, President, former President Ronald Reagan said, we maintain the peace through our strength. Weakness only in, invites aggression. So in addition to the ground war, uh, an economic war is unfolding. The U.S. and European allies are applying uh, economic sanctions to Russia to damage the Russian economy and basically force them to bargain with the Ukraine. The U.S. and European Union are making the uh, Russia's financial system a prime target and are beginning to ban its energy exports, saying that they want to hamper the Kremlin's ability to wage war. The U.S. and the EU uh, blocked the uh, Russian central bank from selling dollars, euros, and uh, and other foreign currencies in its reserve stockpile. That's constraining its ability to stabilize the ruble and fight inflation. Sanctions on a uh, sovereign wealth fund limits its ability to raise uh, uh, money. The U.S., the EU, and the U.K. and Canada announced plans to remove some uh, uh, Russian banks from their SWIFT uh, financial network, uh, hampering their ability to operate globally. The U.S. blacklisted uh, VBT and SureBank, which are apparently Russia's uh, largest financial institutions, and added dozens of other financial institutions to the sanctioned roles. All told, the Treasury Department uh, said that the actions target 80% of all banking assets in Russia and limit the country's access to the global uh, financial uh, marketplace. 
The Biden administration also barred American individuals and firms from dealing in Russian sovereign debt, cutting off a, a key funding source for the Kremlin. And our allies in Europe are taking similar moves. The European Union plans sanctions that will cut approximately 70% of these Russian banking systems off from their financial markets. Two weeks into uh, into uh, Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin's invasion of the Ukraine, the, the fallout at home is coming to focus as the economy becomes increasingly uh, closed off from the outside world. Uh, sanctions imposed by uh, the, the Ukraine's allies have brought about the collapse in the value of the ruble. It's collapsed approximately 30% since the uh, sanctions have started, and a mass exodus of uh, foreign companies uh, serving the Russian market. The combination is making it more difficult for the country to continue importing critical goods and increasing uh, prices dramatically for those who uh, still can uh, get access and threatening to push up unemployment sharply as production production of everything uh, slows down. Uh, Putin and his policy makers have limited options they can, to cushion the blow uh, the day after the Russian troops swept into Ukraine, the Russian central bank raised its benchmark interest rate to an unprecedented 20%. Uh, 20% is a very, very high rate. In other words, that 20% reminds me of what Volcker did in the, in the early 80s to constrain inflation. And in that case, uh, the 20% was capable of bringing the whole U.S. economy uh, into a recession. So if they're, if they're using uh, 20%, that is going uh, to be a big shock to their uh, financial system. And uh, uh, according to Christopher Miller, who is the co-director of the Fletcher School of uh, Russian and Eurasian programs at Tufts University, uh, he says, quote, we've seen, for example, stories of car factories across uh, Russia shuttering down because they can't get parts. Um, this is probably just the beginning of disruptions to a whole swath of Russian industries that will struggle to access the components or supplies that they need to keep running. And according to Bloomberg Economics, uh, Russian gross domestic product. Right from the core. He said he had learned from the birds in the sky. So 
uh, half of their clothes are, are not made there. There's all sorts of problems with regard to imports if the imports are turned off. So what you're looking at is estimates that what these sanctions are going to do. And the estimate from the uh, Bloomberg economics is that they could, uh, the present uh, sanctions could reduce the uh, domestic product in Russia by 9% this year. Also that uh, uh, they've been, uh, they increased their uh, central bank uh, overnight rate to 20%, which is extremely high, which generally is capable of causing a recession. And that uh, they've been fighting inflation even before they invaded Ukraine. And uh, inflation was running at 8.7% in the 12 months through January. And it could surpass 20% by mid-year. That's according to Barclay. So, uh, what you're seeing is that the the sanctions uh, could be very, very destructive to uh, Russia, uh, particularly with regard to the energy. In other words, in the energy situation, the United States is determined that uh, we're going to uh, not be dealing with Russia anymore with regard to uh, uh, oil and energy, which is not a big thing for us because uh, we're capable of uh, supporting ourselves, and also that it is a big thing for Europe, which gets uh, something like 40% of their uh, natural gas uh, from Russia. Uh, I remember years and years ago, it was 1980, I think it was, when Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan, uh, he was castigating the uh, European, uh, this is before the European Union, he was Investigating the uh, uh, Germany for importing oil, importing natural gas from Russia, and uh, Germany's response was, "Well, it's only it's only four or five percent, and you know we can easily, if the Russians give us trouble, we can easily uh, get that somewhere else in the in Europe." Well, that was in the 1980s, and here we are. Uh, 40 years later, and the 4 or 5% is now up to 40% of the natural gas comes to Russia and comes from Russia, and uh, uh, they got some real problems there. So hopefully, the sanctions will push Russia to reach an agreement with the Ukraine, and uh, uh, they could reach some sort of a stop to this uh, invasion uh, and uh, get back to a new normal of some kind. Well, let's talk about what's happening in, in the uh, equities markets. This week, global equities were mixed. In the United States, the three major stock indices were down. Basically, I don't know, they've, they've been down uh, week after week ever since the uh, start of the year. I think we've had two up weeks, and the rest has been down weeks since the start of the year. In the uh, uh, the UK and the uh, European Union. Uh, the story was different. Uh, the UK's uh, FTSE 100 was up for the week, and the uh, European Union DAX and their stock Europe 600 were also up for the week. That sounds like good news, but the previous week, these guys were both down, really down their stocks. 
And as we talk a look, take a look at Asia, uh, in Asia, Japan's Nikkei 225 and China's Shanghai Composite were both down for the week. So if we take a look at our three major stock indices and what they closed at this week, the Dow Jones closed at uh, 32,944.19. That means it was down 2% for the week. The Standard and Poor 500 uh, closed at 4,204.31. And that was down 2.9% for the week. And the NASDAQ Composite closed at 12,843.81. And it was down 3.56 for the week. So this week, the stock market was extremely volatile. And it, part of it was the uh, dramatic moves in oil prices. Uh, it went from 103 to dollars a barrel uh, to over 140 dollars a barrel, and back again. And uh, the oil market is trying to figure out what is happening to these sanctions and uh, where they should be. Uh, as I said before, the U.S. is determined they're going to stop buying uh, oil and energy uh, products from Russia, but that's not the that's not a big deal to us. Uh, the European Union is trying to develop a plan to uh, wean themselves off uh, uh, Russia's uh, natural gas over a several-year period. In other words, they talk about uh, weaning themselves off the natural gas, um, getting uh, rid of at least half of it uh, by the end of this year. I don't know whether that's possible or not, because right now you're, uh, the real test will be when you're into uh, October, November of this year, uh, when you're going into summer and you better have your uh, uh, natural gas reserves up to snuff. Uh, another thing that's uh, causing volatility in the market this week is uh, an unproductive talk between Russia and Ukraine. The foreign ministers met and basically talked past each other and uh, uh, regarding a proposed ceasefire and humanitarian relief. The uh, Ukraine wanted a, a ceasefire for 24 hours and then, so they could get the humanitarian relief in and out, but uh, the Russians nixed it. So and also um, this week, the uh, latest uh, inflation numbers came out from the United States. And the latest numbers from the uh, Department of Labor uh, show that uh, the consumer price index increased uh, eight tenths of one uh, in February uh, and increased 7.9% for the last 12 months ending in uh, February. So that's up from 7.5%, which we heard about in January. So, uh, you know, this has got the attention of the uh, Federal Reserve, and we're going to hear about what the Federal Reserve is going to do uh, this week. Uh, they're going to hold their Federal Open Market Committee meeting uh, on the Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, the people in the bond market as well as as a stock market, will be all ears for that. Find out what happens at that meeting. Uh, if we take a look at the 
the core uh, consumer price index numbers uh, where we eliminate the effect of uh, food and fuel, uh, then the uh, inflation, the CPI numbers, core CPI numbers, uh, come down to five-tenths of a 1% increase in uh, February and a 6.4% increase in the ended in uh, February. But that's excluding food and fuel, which, which you know, as we go through the show, we'll talk about uh, what's in that consumer price index and uh, food and fuel are, are uh, the movers, and those are the things that we notice the most because we're constantly buying those things. And But there was good news. There was good news from Congress this week, and uh, uh, they passed the $1.5 trillion uh, omnibus uh, spending package uh, that will keep the federal government funded for the rest of the current uh, fiscal year. Uh, the federal government fiscal year ends on September 30th, so it will keep them funded until September 30th, 2022. And uh, the votes indicated uh, some uh, bipartisanship, too. Uh, the Senate uh, 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 agreed to, uh, they passed the $1.5 trillion omnibus bill uh, by a vote of 68 to uh, 68 to something like three. I don't know. Must be 30. Uh, the uh, the House uh, they passed it. They put it. They broke it into two parts. One was defense, which passed 361 to 69, and the other one was non-defense, which passed 260 to 171. Basically, the 1.5 trillion dollars is generally half of that goes for defense, Department of Defense, and the other uh, uh, part goes for the uh, uh, other uh, services uh, from the government. Uh, this week, the Federal Reserve is going to meet Tuesday and Wednesday, and, uh, and uh, they'll also uh, try to lay out a plan or give us some visibility into a plan for conquering this 7.9% uh, year over year inflation. Since the start of this, since the start of this year, basically the stock market has been moving uh, downward with basically a lot of volatility. And uh, the probable fear is probably due to the fear that what the Federal Reserve uh, is becoming more hawkish as inflation has increased. In other words, in September, when inflation was only uh, Five uh, percent. They were kind of uh, lackadaisical, and but now they're getting uh, uh, much more aggressive. And basically, investors are fearful that if the Federal Reserve focuses on reducing the inflation and uh, at the expense of the economy, uh, they could cause a recession. So uh, this Russian invasion has done two things. One. It's added a new uh, element, a new big element that could cause a lot of confusion, but it's also, I think, going to slow down the um, the Federal Reserve in its approach to conquering inflation. So this this war in the Ukraine is uh, uh, going to affect oil prices. It's going to affect agricultural 
uh, prices because uh, both the Ukraine and Russia are major exporters of wheat. Uh, there's also the effect of mineral markets too, the uh, uh, nickel and, and palladium and things of this nature. And depending upon things, how things fall out, uh, that could increase, uh, probably will increase inflationary uh, pressure and impede uh, economic growth. So, you know, what we expect to see in uh, this meeting on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday is we won't see anything come out of the meeting until Wednesday. And uh, uh, with the possibility of reduced economic growth, the Federal Reserve will have to be more careful in assessing the risks and uh, hopefully less hawkish. In any case, what we expect to see is the uh, uh, the uh, they completed the uh, the quantitative easing buying of bonds. In other words, the Federal Reserve has been buying $120 billion a month in U.S. Treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, and, uh, and they've been doing that since March of 2020 when the COVID started. And uh, you know, so they stopped buying it, uh, stopped their buying operation this month, they tapered it down, they completed it this month, and then uh, uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve has indicated that they are going to raise the interest rate one quarter of one percent on Wednesday, and uh, quote, uh, let's see, quote from Jerome Powell, who is the chairman of the Federal Reserve, we're going to see upward pressure on inflation at least for a while. He said, uh, uh, Mr. Powell told the Senate Banking Committee uh, that he expects the central bank to raise rates by a quarter percentage point in its March 15th and 16th meetings, with additional increases to follow later in the year. The plan was formulated ahead of the Ukraine situation, and uh, uh, Powell said, quote, I don't think it's going to be appropriate for us to proceed along the uh, lines that we had in mind before the invasion happened. And uh, continued, in this very sensitive time, it's important for us to be careful with the way we conduct policy, simply because things are so uncertain and we don't want to add to the uncertainty. So uh, the bond buying operation is finished. Uh, the, they're going to announce that they're going to start the... Uh, uh, increases in their federal funds rate, which is the overnight rate. They're going to start right now at zero to one quarter of a percent, so it'll be increased to uh, one half percent. Uh, and then at, at meetings in the future, they'll continue to increase it at one quarter percent increment. And uh, according to the best guesses from the bond people, they expect to increase it uh, uh, 1.5% uh, this year and 1.5% next year for a total uh, increase of 3%, and that's the overnight rate for the next uh, two years. And uh, they also indicated in the uh, December, the minutes of the December meeting and the January meeting that they're going to start selling bonds from their balance sheet. 
In other words, they have a balance sheet of approximately $8.9 trillion of bonds that they've bought ever since the uh, the big uh, housing bust, bank bust in 2008-2009, plus uh, the amount that they picked up during the COVID uh, uh, buying operation. So uh, they expect to start selling those, which has uh, the capability of drawing money out of the economy. So what you're going to see there is... Uh, we stopped pumping $120 billion into the economy per month, and now we're going to raise the interest rates, and now we're going to start uh, drawing uh, money out of the economy with this uh, bond selling operation. Nobody knows what it is uh, in terms of how much per month and when is it going to start. Again, from the, uh, the uh, bond uh, people, uh, their best guess is that uh, it'll start at approximately $100 billion a month, and it will start in July. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if we get any visibility to that on uh, Wednesday. And uh, uh, everybody knows that the interest rates have to increase in this uh, in inflation at 7.9% and the uh, the federal funds rate at uh, zero to one quarter of a percent is ridiculous. So uh, everybody expects this. So uh, on the positive side, they, the the economy is still strong. Uh, it's an economy that's been stimulated with something like nine trillion dollars worth of monies, and the uh, the employment picture is. Rock solid, uh, 678,000 increase in payroll in uh, last month, and uh, pay increases of approximately 5.1% over the last couple months. And if you take a look at uh, what the quarter, uh, the fourth quarter results, the fourth quarter, according to J.P. Morgan, our results show that for the standard of four or 500, uh, companies, the quarter-over-quarter growth was 8.9%. So the economy is strong, the earnings are there, the earnings will continue to be there and are increasing because the people, the managers, are paying attention to those earnings and passing all the, uh, the uh, costs down to the next guy. So, And, of course, it ends up on our doorstep sooner or later, but the consumer is still spending money, too. This is Jim McAlee. You're listening to Get Rich Flow. You can give us a call over our toll-free numbers. It's 1-888-281-1110. I'll repeat that. It's 1-888-281-1110. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week, we take calls from people just like you that have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, Jim can't answer the questions in depth because of time restraints or the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. 
Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, buying your next home, planning for retirement, finding that right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today at 440-647-2793. That number again, 440-647-2793. Now back to more Get Rich Slow. Time ago when the earth was green And there was more kinds of animals Than you'd ever seen They'd run around free <laughs> I didn't want to sing on a leprechaun This is Jim Magalese Welcome back to Get Rich Slow I hope we don't have any leprechauns Or a sound system here <laughs> uh, You know, the big thing this week was Hey, we got this war going on in uh, between Russia and Ukraine, uh, we're sanctioning the, uh, Russia to, to uh, try to stop this war and uh, uh, force them to the table with Ukraine. And at the same time, we've got inflation, uh, which has taken another step up. So uh, all of us are watching the prices go up. And the ones we notice the most, of course, are food and fuel. And because we buy them on a regular basis, and uh, each month the uh, Department of Labor puts out their uh, uh, consumer price report, and uh, uh, they basically it's called the Consumer uh, Price Index, uh, basically for February 2022, and that basically showed that uh, uh, an eight tenths of one percent increase in February from January. And uh, which is a pretty big leap, and uh, uh, but not so much as you might think, because there have been some considerable jumps in this monthly increase. Like in October, it was increased nine tenths of one percent. In November, it increased eight tenths of one percent. December, I think it went down to six tenths, and now it's up to again to eight tenths of one percent, and the over the last uh, uh, 12 months, it's increased uh, 7.9%. And a month ago, uh, it was 7.5% over the 12 months ending in January. And now it's 7.9% for the month for the 12 months ending in February. So, in other words, uh, basically, we're seeing inflation driven by the rising cost of gasoline. Uh, food and shelter, uh, but uh, uh, what we're seeing is something that has to be uh, tended to, uh, and I think what we're going to see is uh, the Federal Reserve is going to put the brakes on, put the brakes on already in terms of we're not doing any more bond buying, we're going to start selling bonds, and we're going to start increasing the interest rates. So, uh Basically, uh, uh, if I take a look at and where is the uh, where's the increases at, uh, let's talk about food. Uh, 
food is, uh, if we talk about the basket, the things that the goods and services that are in the basket that are uh, used to represent the consumer price index or the, uh, the basket of things that people buy, food is 13.4% out of the 100%, and food is up 7.9% uh, over the last 12 months. And basically, if you take a look at food at home, uh, if your grocery bills are up 8.6% over the last 12 months, and they're up 1.4% uh, just for the month of February from uh, January. Uh, if you take a look at uh, the, who's the biggest, who's the, uh, the tall pole, uh, it's uh, meat, poultry, and eggs, which are basically up 13% over the last 12 months, and up 1.2% in uh, a one-month period. Uh, and also, you've got uh, dairy, which is up 1.9% uh, for the month of February, and fruit and vegetables are up 2.3%. And if you take a look at the food away from home, uh, they didn't see they have as much increase as in February. These things jump around from month to month. Uh, food away from home came in at 6.4% uh, uh, over the last 12 months and uh, uh, four-tenths of 1% for February alone. Now, the big bugaboo is uh, energy. And uh, if you take a look at uh, gasoline, that's the thing that we use the most. Gasoline is uh, 38% in the last 12 months, and in February, it was up 6.6%. And we all see it in the, in the uh, gas prices. The last time I took a look at the gas prices, was, uh, I think it was over $4 a, $4 a gallon. And I'm taking a look on the Internet, seeing uh, uh, what gas prices on the West Coast are, and they're in the order of... Uh, 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 six and seven dollars a, a gallon. I think it's seven dollars a gallon. I couldn't believe it. Uh, of course, our electricity's gone up. The electricity's gone up nine percent in the last twelve months. Natural gas has gone up twenty three percent in the last twelve months. And if you take a look at their uh, in the last month, natural gas has gone up one and a half percent. Like I said before, gasoline has gone up 6.6%, and fuel oil has gone up 7%, 7.7% in the last month. So uh, it makes everything else kind of pale in comparison. Uh, the only thing, the only number that's even comparable to those is the uh, used uh, cars, uh, used vehicles. And uh, they're up 41.2 percent over the last 12 months, but they were they were down two tenths of a percent in uh, uh, in February from January. So uh, the the uh, uh, the other big number, which is not a, a big number percentage-wise, but it's a it's a, a reasonable size number uh, in the total, is shelter, and shelter is close to 33% of that uh, basket of, of goods that we buy, the consumer buys. 
And what it's showing is the shelter is up uh, 4.7% over the last uh, uh, 12 months and up a half a percent for February versus January. So what you're seeing is that the effect of the increase in home prices, uh, the increase in rent, all of those things are factored into the shelter uh, numbers. So um, oh, here's a, here's, here's, if you're going. If you're going flying anywhere, uh, here's a number for you. Uh, this is the airline fares. Airline fares are up 12.7% over the last 12 months and are up 5.2% in, uh, uh, in February alone. So uh, <laughs> make sure, see if you have any, any of those vials, uh, uh, you know, mileage plus or something. <laughs> Something that will keep the, keep the cost down. Otherwise, we'll go broke here. Uh, but basically, what you're seeing is prices are increasing. The, the latest uh, uh, survey from the National Federation of Independent Businesses, which is uh, a federation of small businesses, uh, found that 68% of small business owners have raised their uh, average prices in the last three months. And uh, that's a 48-year high. So, uh, you know, all of this is bad news for workers, despite the gains in the nominal wage. A, uh, a uh, separate Labor Department report uh, found that the real average uh, earnings fell eight-tenths of a percent for uh, February. So what you're seeing is that real wages are going up at, 5.1%, but inflation is rolling along at 7.9%. So, um, what, what, okay, so, so what you're seeing is that uh, we've got a problem here, and the, and the problem is going to be solved by the Federal Reserve, and it's going to involve the increases in rates and uh, uh, throwing the money out of the uh, uh, out of the economy. Uh, also, uh, something that's missed all the time is the fact that the federal government is going to have to uh, constrain itself from all the spending that they're doing. In other words, when the COVID hit uh, in February of 2020, you know, the usual prescription to, to get over when they shut the economy down, the usual prescription was to stimulate, but uh, they stimulated it a little too much. And uh, I don't think the Congress has really learned their lesson in terms of uh, uh, slowing down their spending either. Uh, to me, uh, they're, they're, they seem to have uh, figured out that uh, we can borrow money so we can spend it. And the national debt right now is up to thirty trillion dollars. So uh, the, the the federal, the Congress, and the president are going to have to get their arms around and be part of this uh, inflation control. Also, so uh, this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. You can give us a call, and you can talk. When you call us, you can talk about your financial plan. We're getting involved in all this uh, things that affect your. Uh, uh, your investment uh, and your uh, impact your 
good financial plan in that direction, but there's a lot more to a financial plan than just uh, uh, what's going on in the, uh, in your investment schemes. So this is Jim Magalese. You can give us a call. The number here is one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Come, let me introduce to you the woman who is my wife. Of all my big possessions, she's the biggest in my life. She's six foot seven inches and weighs three hundred pounds. I cannot ever lose her. She's too easy. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is host this morning. Jim McAleese, you can give us a call. We have the toll-free number. It's one 888 Do we have a... Uh, Colleen, do we have a call? Hi, Jim. Um, actually, Hannah gave us a call, but she didn't want to be on the air. Um, oh, okay. uh, Hannah's got a great question. The company that she works for has offered her a 401k plan, which is wonderful. But she likes to would like to know, how does vesting work exactly? She doesn't understand that. And also, she's concerned about what happens when she leaves her job or if she leaves her job. Okay. Uh, when they, the company offers you a 401k plan, they're, what they're really doing is helping you save for retirement. You know, because we used to give uh, uh, the companies used to use pension plans as a method of retaining their employers. In other words, if you work here uh, 30, 35 years, you, you can get a certain percentage of your pay until the day you die. So uh, that was replaced when uh, the ERISA Act came out. And uh, at that point, they said, well, if you're promising people money, you have to have that money available. And suddenly the companies realize how expensive the pension plans really were. So we're giving out now, we're helping our employees with the 401k plan. And the 401k plan is a method of helping you, but helping themselves also in, in, a, in a sense that they retain And uh, but 
uh, it takes a certain amount of time. It takes a certain amount of time for that money to become vested. If you're not fully vested, uh, you get to only keep a portion of the match, or maybe all, depending upon uh, what their vesting schedule looks like. It usually takes about uh, three to five years before you own all the money in your company's matching contributions. So if you leave the company for then, uh, you'll lose that free money, uh, even if you're being laid off. What you do, take a look at your vesting schedule, and uh, that, that comes from your uh, company benefits administrator, and, and figure out, uh, hey, you have to stay here that long to, to vest all of that money. And then once you, get, once you leave the company, then you have several options. You can move the money to an individual IRA, let's say at a, at a uh, account at a mutual fund company or uh, a discount brokerage, or you can uh, go to your employer and move the money into the new employer's plan. But uh, that's not always um, not always uh, the case because uh, you have to check with your new company. Uh, not all defined contribution plans allow this money to come in like that. And then you can leave the money where it's at. Uh, your former employer, employer uh, may not allow you to stay in the plan if your account balance is, is less than a certain amount. However, uh, because you're no longer an employee, uh, you might not uh, get all the information that uh the, the usual employees get with regard to changes in their uh, plans. So, or you can cash the money out and take the take the IRA money out. That's what we're all talking about after the company. And this is probably the worst idea because uh, uh, the tax has been deferred on the money that's in that 401k, and once you take it out, uh, you have to pay the taxes on it. And uh, typically, if the company, if the administrator of the plan is going to write a uh, check, they're going to take out uh, take out taxes, twenty percent taxes. Plus, if you're less than fifty nine and a half, you could get hit with a ten uh, percent penalty. So, uh, the the idea here is to, you know, know about your plan, talk to your HR people. Uh, uh, know what you're doing before you do anything with regard to that thing. You don't want you don't want any surprises. So thanks for the call. This is Jim McAleese. Hey, with, with regard to all these things, the 401k plan is an important part of your uh, retirement uh, plan. It's a po- it's a point where you say that uh, I've got Social Security. I've got uh, maybe I got a pension plan. Uh, I got to put all this stuff together and come up with a, uh, a money in my retirement that meets my budget. Okay, this is Jim McAleese. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome, welcome back to Get Rich Club. Let's leave our troubles behind and get ready to celebrate St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day is this Thursday. There'll be some balmy weather for the parade. Yes, there is a parade. 
this is the first parade since the COVID started. So they missed uh, a couple of years here. So uh, this is a day Irish celebrate with all of our friends. Everybody is welcome. And it's a day to remember our blessings. Here's an Irish blessing for you. Always remember to forget the things that make you sad. Oh, but never forget to remember the things that made you glad. Always remember to forget the friends who untrue, but never forget to remember those who have suffered by you. Always remember to forget the troubles that passed away, but never forget to remember the blessings that come each day. And the secret to a happy and holy life is work less and don't need the money, love like you've never been hurt before, dance like nobody's watching, sing like nobody's listening, live like it's heaven on earth. Remember the Irish are the guardians of a little bit of heaven that once fell very gently from the sky. And the Irish might give you a blessing that goes like this. May your glass be ever full, may the roof over your head be ever strong, and may you be in heaven a half an hour before the devil knows you're gone. So, this week, may God protect you and keep you safe. You have been listening to Get Rich Slow with host Jim McAleese. For an outline and registration form regarding the Money School series, call 440-647-2793. For a complete list of books written by Tama McAleese, call 440-647-2793. Or to make an appointment with Jim regarding your own personal financial issues, call 440-647-2793. Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Cornerstones Consultant, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.